the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In the same way for us today, you will not get into heaven because your parents were Christians, or because your grandfather was a pastor, or because your spouse is a believer. You get into heaven only by your own personal faith and trust and Jesus Christ. And what Jesus says here was shocking to the Jewish audience. And it went against everything they had been taught by their rabbis. When Jesus started his ministry, he was disrupting 400 years of Pharisees taking advantage of the law. They taught that salvation was only for the Jews. However, when Jesus came, he preached salvation for everyone. This included Jews and Gentiles. It went against so many teachings of the day, but that's just who God is. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about how Jesus came for everyone, and not just a select few. The salvation He offers is for everyone, no matter where you come from. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. his authority. And this, this Roman centurion, he understands authority. He's heard these stories about how Jesus can just heal people. And so he concludes, well, he, he's got authority. He's been given authority over creation. He can just speak a word and heal. Look at verse 10. Now, when Jesus heard it, when he heard this Roman centurion say, hey, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak a word and my servant will be healed. When Jesus heard it, look what it says. He marveled. He was amazed. And he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Jesus marveled at the faith of this Gentile Roman centurion. In fact, he, he said, I have, found, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel among the Jewish people. Now, there were Jews who believed in Jesus, but none had shown the sincerity and the simplicity and the depth of faith as this Gentile foreigner. Down in verse 26, Jesus will rebuke his disciples for their little faith. Here he marvels at the great faith of the centurion. Now, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but what does it take to make Jesus marvel at something? I mean, Colossians 1 says that all things were made by him, and he holds all things together. The whole universe was created by him. He's holding the whole universe together. And, and what's going to impress him? 
What's going to make Jesus say, wow? Well, in the Bible, there, there are only two times that Jesus marveled. One is here when he marveled at the great faith of the centurion. The other time Jesus marveled was when he was rejected in his hometown of Nazareth and he marveled at their unbelief. Jesus marveled at great faith and he marveled at unbelief. He marveled at a, a Roman Gentile. He marvels not only that this guy has faith, but he has great faith. And at the same time, he marvels at those in his own hometown because of their own belief. And look what Jesus said next, verse 11. Now, again, there are Jews there. This is a Jewish village, a Jewish town. There's Jews around. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said many will come from the east and the west, meaning outside of Israel. And he's speaking of Gentiles here, He's speaking of non-Jews from all over the earth will be included in the kingdom of heaven. Salvation is open to anyone who puts their faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and his resurrection. Revelation chapter five, verse nine gives us a picture of heaven and we see those in heaven worshiping Jesus. It says are out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And in the kingdom, it says, Jesus says here that Gentiles, non-Jews will sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Isn't that amazing. You know, in the kingdom, there will be this big banquet. And those of us who have trusted in Jesus Christ will be there along with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We'll have a seat at the table. Not not because of anything that we've done to deserve to be there, but because of Jesus. Jesus will be the only reason that we're there in the kingdom of heaven. And listen, this word translated sit down in verse 11, that will sit down at the table with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. If you're a note taker, it literally means to recline. To recline. We'll recline at the table. Just as the Jews, even to this day, recline at the Passover table. Uh, For example, in John chapter 13, verse 23, at the Last Supper. The disciples reclined at the table as they ate the Passover meal. Now, why do they recline at the Passover? It symbolizes their freedom. It symbolizes their freedom. They are no longer slaves in Egypt. They've been set free. And now they can rest. Now they can relax. Now they can recline. And in the kingdom age, we will recline at the banquet table. Because we've been set free from our slavery to sin. And death. We rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we're going to recline. In the kingdom age at the banquet table with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob at the table. Isn't that amazing to think about? I think it is. So look at verse 12. He says, 
But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, the sons of the kingdom that he mentions here were, were those Jews who believed they would go to heaven by virtue of their ethnic identity, solely because they were descendants of Abraham. Because they're born Jews. Uh, remember John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, show fruit worthy of repentance and do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. We don't need to repent. We have Abraham as our father. Don't don't think you'll get into the kingdom of heaven because you're descendants of Abraham. Being a physical descendant of Abraham did not get you into the kingdom of heaven. But many Jews believe that it did. In the same way for us today, you will not get into heaven because your parents were Christians or because your grandfather was a pastor or because your spouse is a believer. You get into heaven only by your own personal faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, what Jesus says here was shocking to the Jewish audience. And it went against everything they had been taught by their rabbis. They were taught that because they were descendants of Abraham, they would automatically enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, some of the rabbis even taught that Abraham stands at the gate to hell to ensure that no Jew accidentally goes to hell. It was part of their teaching. It's not biblical. Don't, don't misunderstand. It's not in the Bible. This is what they taught. And so they were taught that because they were descendants of Abraham, they would automatically enter the kingdom of heaven. And they were taught that no Gentiles would be in heaven. There'd be no Gentiles in heaven at all. But the Gentiles would spend eternity in outer darkness. Jesus kind of flips what they've been taught here. Jesus is declaring those who enter the kingdom of heaven will do so because of their saving faith. In him, not because they're born Jews or because they're descendants of Abraham, because of their faith in him. And some of the sons of the kingdom who were banking on being in heaven because they're descendants of Abraham will actually be cast into outer darkness where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. They'll be cast into the place that they've been told only the Gentiles go there. And he's describing hell. Hell is a real place, by the way. As much as heaven is real, hell is real. Hell is also described in the Bible as a place of unquenchable fire. So, so hell is both a place of darkness and fire at the same time. Something not found here in the natural world. It's also a place of eternal torment. A place of wailing and gnashing of teeth. And hell is for the unbeliever. It's for those who've rejected God's salvation in Jesus Christ. In verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now, this centurion had great faith in Jesus Christ without actually seeing a miracle. How much greater was his faith after seeing this young servant healed? Now, that brings us to the next healing, that of Peter's mother-in-law in verse 14. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, which was located there in Capernaum, 
he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he goes to Peter's house. We know from the other Gospels, he leaves the synagogue. It's the Sabbath day. He leaves the synagogue. He goes to to Peter's house. Uh, It's believed that Jesus actually lived with Peter in this house in in Capernaum. And so now they go to Peter's house. And let, let me just say here real quick, if you remember back in chapter four, Jesus called Peter to follow him. And he said to Peter and his brother, Andrew, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Remember that? And immediately it says Peter dropped his net, quit his job, walked off the job site and started following Jesus as his disciple. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Here we see, four chapters later, Peter still has his house. Peter quitting his job to follow Jesus did not cause Peter to lose his house. The Lord continued to provide for him. I point that out because some people, when they are called by the Lord into ministry, they worry about their bills and how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay for the kids soccer? And I can't quit my job because what am I going to do? The Lord will provide for you. The Lord will provide for you. And so here he goes to Peter's house where he's also living at this time. And Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. And let me also point out here that if Peter has a mother-in-law, that means Peter has a wife. That means Peter was was married. And Catholic Church says he was the first pope. But he's got a wife. Now, we don't know the cause of this fever. But she's too sick to get out of bed. Look what it says in verse 15. So Jesus touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose. And served them. I I, I love this. With just a touch. Jesus healed. Peter's mother-in-law. Just a touch. Just a touch from Jesus. How many of us just need it? Just a touch. Just a touch from the Lord. Jesus touched her. The fever leaves and it says immediately she arose and began serving Jesus and, and the others. It, it didn't take her a couple days of rest before she regained her strength. That's normally when you have a fever, right? You, it takes you a few days to, to recover from it. She was completely and totally healed with just one touch from Jesus. And her response to being healed by Jesus was she served him. She served him. What a wonderful example for us to follow 
you know, Jesus has has touched us. Jesus has healed us, so to speak. He's he's healed us of the curse of sin. He's healed us of the fear of death. He's given us eternal life. How should we respond? Serve him. You serve him. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Because of all that Jesus has done through his death for us and his resurrection, we should serve him with our lives. Romans 12, 1 says, this is just your reasonable service. This is just the reasonable response for all he has done for us. So she gets up. And she begins to serve the Lord. Then verse 16. Now watch what happens here. Verse 16. When evening had come. They brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. It says when when evening had come. Now the other gospels tell us it was the Sabbath day. And the Sabbath day ended at sundown. And as soon as the Sabbath ended, the people brought to Jesus all who were demon possessed and sick. Now, why did they wait until the Sabbath day ended? Because according to their rabbinic teaching, not according to the Bible, but just what they were taught by their by their rabbis, they were told that no healing can occur on the Sabbath day. You can if somebody is injured, you can take the necessary steps to preserve their life. But you were not allowed to heal someone. On the Sabbath day. And so here you have in this Jewish community, they're very observant Jews. And and here it's 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 the Sabbath day. And they have to wait until the Sabbath day ends. Got all these sick, they've got these demon possessed, right? But they've got to wait for the sun to go down. You know, and they're you know, they're watching the clock. And they've got their sick people. And once the Sabbath day ends, they all race to Peter's house. With their sick and with their demon possessed, you know, they're standing in the door waiting. They actually had to wait until the sun went down and they could see three stars in in the sky. And then the Sabbath day was over. So, you know, there's one star. There's two stars. You know, honey, get your purse. You know. Finally, three stars. Come on, Grandpa. Let's go. You know, we're going to. And everybody now is racing to Peter's house. With their sick and their demon possessed. And it says they brought to Jesus many who were demon possessed. And look what it says. Verse 16. He cast out the spirits. With a word. With just a word. Not with an elaborate ritual. Not with some big ceremony and incense. Not with many words or a long prayer. But with just a word. Come out. That's it. And the demons were sent out. And look what it says. And he healed all who were sick. Notice it says all. Not some. Not most. All. Who were sick. Isn't that amazing to consider? He healed all that were sick in Capernaum. The whole city, everyone who came to him for healing was healed. And and the other gospels tell us it was just one night, all night long. He's healing people and he does this all in one night. 
I mean, we're not talking about one person healed of sickness, which would be amazing enough, or five people healed. That would be incredible. All of them. So by the next morning, there was not a single sick person left in the whole city. No disease. No disabilities, no defects, no no one demon possessed, no one suffering, no one with chronic pain. Sickness was banished while Jesus was there. For the three years of his earthly ministry, there was essentially no sickness or disease or demon possession in Galilee. Try to wrap your mind around that. Jesus was clearly demonstrating his deity and his messiahship through all of these healings. And for three years, it's like this. No more sick people. No more disabled. No more demon possessed. Anywhere. How did this how did this impact? That community. Now, verse 17 says that he did all of this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, this is quoted from Isaiah 53, which describes the rejection of the Messiah by his people and his suffering to atone for the sins of humanity. Isaiah 53 was written 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, and it describes his suffering in our place as our substitute. And it says that he carried our suffering. He carried all of our sickness and the sins we committed were all put upon him and he was punished by God in our place. And here, Matthew tells us that the the work the Messiah would do that's described in Isaiah 53 was being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. It was happening. It was happening. Think about how many sick people you know. Think think about how many people you know that, that have COVID or cancer or just chronic pain, back problems. They just live with it. And take, you know, eight ibuprofen a day or whatever it is. And it's all healed. By Jesus. It's all gone. There's no one. Clearly, he is showing his deity. And his power and his authority over his creation. Clearly, he is showing he is the Messiah of Israel. And Lord, we thank you. Uh, For these great healings that we see here, this great testimony, how you demonstrated your power and your authority over all creation. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God who heals. We thank you, Lord, that you have the power and the authority just to speak a word or just to touch. We thank you, Lord, that you would come down from heaven and step into humanity to reveal yourself in such a powerful way. To your people. Lord, I I pray for for anyone here that. Has someone in their life that Lord, they just want you to speak a word. Speak a word and heal them, speak a word and turn them back to you. Speak a word and save them. Lord, I pray also for anyone here who just needs a touch from you. Just a touch. That you would touch. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.